G'day guys and girls and welcome back to the mailbag edition, or the grand final mailbag edition actually, yes. for, for this week. Um, what we're here to do is answer all of your questions off Twitter. Don't forget, if you have any questions heading into your grand final matchup this weekend, you can hit us up on Twitter at ExtendedBenchAU. Send us any questions anytime and we'll see if we can get back to you with some helpful hints. But uh, yeah, you know, this is the, the final round. You've got, you've got to final put everything countdown. into this. Whew. So we'll, uh, we'll dive straight into it. We've got a couple of questions this week. First one comes in from Craig at Subdub, who's asking, uh, who should I upgrade between Shuey, Wingard, or McLean? Um, he's thinking Shuey to Ross or Wingard slash McLean to Menegola. All right, interesting question. So... Yeah. We should probably rank those, maybe. Shuey, yeah. Wingard, or McLean. Alright, so first of all, who would you want to move on? Um, well, look, I would probably... I, I wouldn't particularly want any of those three. No. If I had the option, I would prefer other players to them, if you, if you catch my yeah, drift. Yeah, yeah. But, out of those three, I'm probably maybe might back in Shuey a bit more against Brisbane. I know he hasn't been great, but... He's been playing some teams like Melbourne and, you know, Port Adelaide, who locked down on him a little bit the week before um, with no gaff. Against Brisbane, it might be a little bit more easy to score. Yeah. I think... So I'm kind of going the other way. Mm -hmm. The one that I would probably want to move on first... Is Shuey? Is McLean. Is McLean? Yeah, I'm happy to say that. Because he's playing Richmond. His form in the second half of the year has been tapering off. Mm -hmm. He's looking... I think he's probably a little tired. And also, Menegola coming up against um, uh, so the Suns could be huge. So yeah, if you don't I own really Menegola like next week, I think you're going to struggle, mate. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, Shui to Ross. Uh, I do like that one that's, as well. That's a good one as well. Ross uh, with the Saints, they're coming up against... North. North. So North be... generally don't give up a lot of scores, but they have been giving up big scores to individual And it's because Ben Jacobs hasn't been playing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So... so Seb Ross is the guy that could get off the mm-hmm. chain against them. Uh, it'll be an interesting one to see. But I, I really like the McLean to Menegola trade. Yeah. Wingard has actually been still pretty reasonable. He was just really held this week. And also, that coaching shift, you know, putting him into the forward line just hurts so many fantasy yeah. players out there. I, I think McLean to Menegola is the, my favourite change. Mm-hmm. I'm actually going to go Shuey to Ross is my second favourite. Yeah, yeah, okay. Wingard to Menegola is my third favourite. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy with that, to be honest. That, I don't mind that at all. But like I say, there is a chance, and I stress the word chance, chance yeah. that Shuey could really do quite well against Brisbane. Because it, it is Brisbane could, we're talking yeah. about here. They're a very offensive um, team. And also, you know, they don't put the stoppers on a lot of players. Um, so hopefully that helps you out there Craig going into the grand final like I said if you have any more questions mate you can shoot them on through on Twitter uh, Goonbag Fantasies has sent us through a question uh, still the best name in fantasy at the moment that's absolutely amazing um, is asking is it silly to trade out Titch who is against Sydney or Copper Hard Tag to Ross who has the North who's been leaking uh, points to the midfielders um, we I talked about that earlier covered both points mm-hmm. uh, not silly not silly at all um so just to rehash it in case you haven't listened to the first half of the podcast, yep. um, we think trading out Titch is something that you could definitely consider if you've got nothing else to do. Mm-hmm. Um, we think there's probably other things that most teams could do beforehand, yeah. but if there isn't, we don't hate the idea of trading Titch out. We prefer it if you're the underdog, if you're the favourite, 
You, 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 if you're the favourite, you don't want to change too many things, to be honest. Yeah. If you think that you've got a chance to beat them by, or you're predicted, because um, those predictors, while they're not always 100%, they are quite close a lot of the time. Um, so if you... I find they're not quite close with the numbers, but with the general feel of who's the stronger team, mm. they're usually pretty good. Yeah, so if, if you're predicted to sort of beat the other player by about 100, which, oh man, mm. something like that, you can probably stick pretty close to what you've been doing, but if you're the underdog on the other flip side of the coin, yep. that's when you've got to do a few things differently. And bringing in someone, like we actually recommended some of the Collingwood players, Collingwood, uh, Sidebottom and Adams in particular. Yep. Um, Ross is another one that you could absolutely look at, mate. I love it absolutely. if that's the way so you want to go. So Seb Ross is 759,000. Titch is 939,000. You make so, what, 180k? As we discussed, you're making a lot of cash. You can then use that to do another upgrade somewhere oh, else. You'd so be, it does have a couple of benefits to there's, it. That's a big benefit. I mean, what if he's got, say for, for Goonbag Fantasies, um, what if you've got McLean sitting in your forward line? you can upgrade McLean to someone else as well. Yep, or Rockcliffe. A, a Menegola or something. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's just so many or, good things you could do with that. As we discussed earlier, a Tommy Hawkins who... Coming up against Gold Coast with a really undermanned backline, who could go absolutely hell-bent this week. Or not. Yeah, he could. I mean, <laughs> it's a real risk, which is why yeah. it's a better idea to do this if you're the underdog. Because if yeah. you're coming in as the favourite, do you really need to you, risk you that? You could outsmart yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Um, hopefully that helps their goon bag. But again, like just reiterating, I do like Ross. That is a yep. good choice. But for me, I'm probably going Adams as my favourite of some of those that we've mentioned. Yeah. Um, some of the other questions. We've got one from Matt Mottram, who's asking... Uh, is, He's made the grand final with 120k in the bank. Uh, weak links in his team is that he still has Rocky in the forward line. Uh, he's got Goldie in the ruck, Pendles and Sloan in the midfield. So you've got some some leaky spots there, mate. Yeah. Um, he was thinking Rocky to Menegola, which leaves 12k to play with. Yep. What options would you recommend? Maybe a midfield change? Uh, for your information, my opponent has Steph Martin. So, right, so first up, good job making the grand final. Yeah, congrats, and mate. And making it with money in the bank. Yeah, fantastic. That's in a great position. It does. Um, um, I agree, Rocky is the first thing to sort out. Yep. And I like Rocky Domenicola. I think that's a good move. Terrific option. So that that's an absolutely fantastic move, mate. Yep. The the other issue there though is you've got twelve K to play with. So um yeah. so Goldie in the Rucks. Mm-hmm. So it'll be Goldie versus Steph is the direct matchup. And you can't afford to go anyone else there. So yeah. go, and I think you can probably so, say so, that Goldie and Steph will negate each so other. So Goldie plays um St. Kilda, yep. who, although Pierce and Marshall have been pretty good, mm-hmm. they're still relatively untried. I'd probably be backing Goldie in to have a reasonable, a reasonable good, reasonable reasonably good game. game. Maybe about a 95, something like that. Yep. 90 to 95. Yep. Steph has Eagles at home. Mm-hmm. Um, Lysette is a good ruckman. He's and, pretty and mobile, Vardy's, actually. Vardy's there as well. And uh, they've They're actually... pretty mobile. I mean, Gorn went 111 this week, but he yep. didn't go like 130 or 140, which he's been known to do which recently. Which he did look like at one point. So, mm. so I, I think that Steph v. Goldie... Steph has a slight advantage, but I don't think it's going to be a massive one. So yep. I think you can probably leave that match up. Mm-hmm. Now, um, you mentioned Pendles and Sloan in the midfield. Uh, Pendlebury, again, coming up against Fremantle. I wouldn't be moving him on, yep. necessarily, mate. Uh, Sloan is probably the other one that I would look at there. Although he plays Carlton. 
Oh, all right, it made me rethink. So, but Sloane's probably the riskiest option for me. Yeah, so he's probably the most susceptible to a, to a tag and having a poor score. Mm-hmm. And there's every chance that for the last game of the round, uh, that you know, um, Brendan Bolton might just go right, Paddy Dow, I'll stick you on Sloan. This is how a player plays. Just follow him the entire game. See what happens. Um, I I just think that Pendles will have a, a probably better game against Fremantle, mm. or, or he's more likely to have a better game. So if it were up to me, if I were to rank those other three players, mate, and if you have an extra 12k to play with, I'd be going Sloan out first. So, yep, Sloan is 621,000. Mm-hmm. Add 12k into that, 633? 633, yep. So who can we look at around that point? There's there's honestly there's not, not much. Um, it's really, really tough when you, you know, you've maxed out most of your cash. Um, who who are some of the players that we can sort of look at? Um, Dusty is six hundred and twenty k coming up against the Bulldogs would be a, a That's interesting not a option. Bad option. He went big last week. Yeah. So again, this is probably a really good one to have a look at if you're coming yep. in as an underdog. Uh, do you take the ultimate risk and pick up someone like Braden Fiorini? I was just looking at that. Um, who has gone uh, twice over hundred in the past two weeks with one hundred and seventeen last week. Yep. That would be a ballsy move. That would be risky. Bont, 612. Yeah, had a good couple of weeks. A very good couple of weeks, too. Um, oh, Tim Kelly versus Gold Coast. Mm. That, he is, he, you know, he has the ability to go pretty big and to also yeah. do really poorly. But against Gold Coast, I'm just all in on some of these Geelong players. Yeah, I know. I Look, believe me, I know. I And you've got, like, even further down in the pack, like Tom Phillips, um would be a very big risk. Look, I actually quite like the um, uh, the first one we came across there. Dusty Martin would be a very, very interesting choice against the Bulldogs, mate. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. Yeah. I mean, if you're moving Sloan on, because he's not worth an awful lot, mm. you're not going to get... Yeah, it, it's a risk, It's going to be a risky move. Yeah, look, for... Uh, I mean, Western Bulldogs and Carlton, in terms of the ability to score against them, they're quite similar teams. So they both yeah. do give up quite a lot of points. Um, if you just look at it this way, uh, Dusty Martin's averaging 92 for the year. Rory Sloan's averaging 89. So you're making an there extra you three points right there. there you go. And you're not. You're actually. You're. You've got the 12k there, so you can upgrade right away or sideways trade right away. Yeah. That so would probably be the move I'd go. That's our favourite. Pendlebury is worth pretty much the same amount as Sloan, nine thousand more. So you've got the same guys that you could bring in. I'd rather have Pendles than any of them at the yeah. moment. So, uh, yeah, if you go Rocky to Menegola and uh, Sloan to Dusty, I reckon those are pretty good options, to be yeah, honest, mate. Yeah, I'm pretty comfortable with Hopefully those. that helps you out. All right, we've got a couple of questions here. Um, so we'll do a quick dive into these from uh, Enemy of the Podcast Now, Brody. The Tyrant. Um, the Tyrant himself. Uh, he's wondering... So I'm in a fantasy cash league final where I've outscored my opponent in the last few weeks. Should I be trading in his best players to minimize variance and keep my lead, or is there a different strategy I should employ? So this is the opposite way that we were just talking about. Yeah. Brody, quite clearly you're the favorite here. Yeah. Um, and he's saying, do I get rid of the points of difference that have me a bit concerned? I agree, yeah. Yeah, 100%. That's a great strategy if you're coming yep. in ahead. So if you're coming in ahead and there's just a couple of guys with matchups who you're a little bit worried about... You might be concerned about their ceiling bring in some of the same guys that your opponent has. And there's every chance your opponent, knowing that he's the underdog, is going to make a, pull a few risky moves here. Yeah. 
to just try and get some extra points ahead of you. Yeah. <clears throat> There's nothing you can do about that because you don't know what his moves are ahead of time. Yeah, but... but they're probably not going to be to the guys that you're going to match up on because he'll, he'll probably also see those as his upside guys. Mm-hmm. So if you're thinking about, you know, a, a Clayton Oliver or something like that and just worried that against the Giants he could go big, mm-hmm. um, you know, you could bring in a Clayton Oliver um, yep. as an example. So, yeah, if you're well ahead in terms of where you think you're going to score this week... Bring in a couple of the guys that the other team has that you yep. think are going to do very well and just try and minimize that alternative, The alternative strategy then is to back yourself and what you've done all year. You're there for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, so you go, look, I've got in here on my own merits. I'm just going to treat this like any other week. Yeah. Um, I'm going to trade for who I think is just the best that week. Yeah, that's exactly. So bring, bring in some of these Geelong players. Bring in some of these Collingwood players. You know, something like that. Whatever your gut would normally tell you to do. Um, but uh, personally, I like the idea of minimizing the match. As 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 do I. So I think that's a great idea, and hopefully that helps you out. Um, second part of the question is more of a, a keeper or draft league focus. Um, he's asking what our thoughts are on Ryan Abbott and Jack Loney for next year. I really like Abbott from a deep draft perspective uh-huh. um, as a ruckman because um, I think that. He's a Geelong Ruckman. Isn't he, he is yeah. a Geelong. Well, I was just about to say, if he Geelong, played for any other team apart from Geelong, yeah. I would be 100% behind That's Ryan Abbott. A, oh, so you have concerns because he plays for Geelong. Yes, absolutely. I'm seeing it the other way. They are that desperate for a genuine dominant Ruckman mm-hmm. that this guy's showing some good signs. I think they'll back him in. See, I don't know if they will, because I think that Reese Stanley, honest, and even the commentators were saying this quite regularly throughout the match, was that Reese Stanley is their number one preferred ruckman at the moment. And if he gets fit next year, and he had, you know, he does have injury issues now and then, but, you know, if he's fit next year, Ryan Abbott won't even be the number one ruckman. Um, and then, okay. well, all right. they, they obviously aren't backing in Zach Smith at the moment, no. and Ryan Abbott's ahead of him yep. in the pecking order, Absolutely. but... I, I mean, the thing is, though, Ryan Abbott was, from what we've heard, which isn't any hidden sources or anything, it's the same oh, news no. everyone else gets. Yeah, absolutely. We're not industry insiders or anything. What we've heard is that Ryan Abbott was really pushing the selection door for weeks before he actually got oh, a he game. he was banging that door down. So, for me, I reckon another year under his belt, he potentially has a chance to really push his case next year. Mm-hmm. The safe option, from a draft perspective, get them both and handcuff them. Yeah. Yeah, I like him. If you're I own a keeper league, maybe a, a later pick in, in the top up draft. Mm-hmm. Grab Ryan Abbott because I think he has huge upside as a ruckman. Yeah, and we all know how difficult deep leagues are with rucks, particularly two ruck leagues. Yeah, absolutely agreed. So it's you know, and, and like I say, if he did play for any other team, I would be one hundred percent backing Ryan Abbott in. But we know for the past almost two years, you just can't trust Chris Scott in the Geelong ruck lineup. I mean, no. Who would have ever thought, like a couple of years ago when Zach Smith got traded to Geelong, that he would be playing half decently in the VFL and kept in the VFL? Like, yeah, I would have just flat out assumed that Zach Smith was the number one ruckman well, going ahead. They brought ahead. him in there for a reason. Uh, apparently they didn't. <laughs> apparently oh, or they... he hasn't done enough to actually yeah. convince them that... Yeah. But it looks like they just brought him in there for shits and giggles. But <laughs> right. um, Jack Loney. Jack Loney's an interesting one as well. So, small forward... Um, Sort I of, think he's in the team because Gresham and Billings are getting more midfield minutes. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. not sure how it plays out next year. I think he's cemented his spot in the team, so I don't think he's going to be forced out of the team. Mm-hmm. It's whether or not he can sort of keep up scores in the 
high 90s, which he's gotten a couple of recently. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's going to move into the midfield particularly anytime soon because no. they've got a lot of midfielders. So now I'm not overly high on him, to be honest, mate. Yeah, possibly a depth player for drafts next year, but a pretty late one, I'd say. I, to or be honest, even waiver pickups. I, w- I would say waiver pickups, to be honest. Yeah, there's, there's nothing overly exciting. Even his last month, you know, he's had an 83, 99, 62, and a 91. Those are good scores. Those are mm. solid scores. Um, I mean, the 99 and 91 are actually quite good scores for yeah, draft leagues. Pretty good. <laughs> but. Again, small forward, I just don't think there's upside for him to push into the midfield just because they've got so many midfielders. And Blake Akers has been playing a bit more forward since coming back from injury. He's going back into the midfield. They've got that youngster, Ed Phillips, who's going to come into the team, I imagine, and do some more, have some more games next year. More midfield minutes, he's yeah. not going to be played as a forward. No. Jack Loney's a very good forward. So Yeah, I, I agree. I think his best position at the moment is as a forward. And Gre- it, it and releases Billings and Gresham, yeah. who have that X factor that can play through the midfield. And small forwards, traditionally, aren't the best fantasy players. No. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't be looking at Loney. Um, Alright, I think we're going to uh, hold off on some of the other questions there, because we've, we've obviously covered quite a few so far. And look, this is the most important round of Risk It for the Biscuit all year. So grand final round. It's our favorite game. We're going to play it one last time for 2018. Now, I'm sure you all know the rules by now, but just in case you don't, this is the game we play where we're trying to pick up a couple of guys who are available on most waiver lists out there in draft leagues who have the opportunity to come in this week and score very well. So... You know, those players who are playing a great team or have scored well in the past against a, on a particular ground, you know, we think that this player will come in and get you a very solid score to help you to that grand final win this week. Yep. Um, they have to be under 50% owned in Ultimate Footy, which mm-hmm. is the uh, platform that we use for draft leagues. And they also, well, through most at, of the year... At this year, point of the year, we go, we can pick anyone so long as they're under 50%. Yes, through most of the year, we try and, you know, pick them just once. But, geez. Scraping the bottom of the barrel towards the end of the yeah, year. If they're unowned, on. they're available. It's you can pick on. them. Um, Last week, oh. you went with James Warple, Ben Ainsworth. Yes. Warple, 94. Ooh. Center only, though. Center only so is tough. I'm going to say only one point. I'll probably agree with you there. I think in the past we've said that a center, if, if you're looking at a midfielder, to get two points, which obviously... You know, it's the, the highest score that we can get in Risk It for the Biscuit. You have to score probably over 100 or 100. Pretty, uh, like, just on. Pretty much on 100. Yes. Ben Ainsworth, I think, was... 67. Um, it yeah, wasn't wasn't enough. enough, but, you know, he tried. Yeah, that's okay. He, he, he tried. Um, he so did. I had Fergus Green and Lewis Pierce, both dismal failures. <laughs> I don't even know what their scores were, but well, I'm Fergus Green sure. was in the 20s, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. sure they were both under 50, so... Um, okay, so... The leaderboard. Oh, points to me, yeah. 15 points to you, 13 Ooh. points to me. Jeez. Oh, that is an interesting lead. Well, well, well. Final countdown time. <laughs> I think it's my turn to start this week. It is your turn to start this week. Yes, absolutely. My number one pick uh-huh. for the final risk it of the year. All right. Who we got? Uh- <laughs> I'm just building this suspense. I can tell. Yeah, you, you probably, every week you come in with a few different choices and at the very last minute you pick which one you want. I've got five written down here. Jesus. Um, Mitch McGovern. Oh, okay. Scored yeah. from Adelaide, 40% owned. He had 91 versus North last week. Mm-hmm. Now, the main reason for this, there's two key things. Mm. He's playing Carlton, the Wooden Spooners of the year. Um, who he got 114 against in round seven. Yep. And the second factor is Adelaide's year was horrible 
Mm-hmm. They've got one more round to go this year. They're going to want to finish on a high. They've got a perfect opportunity to absolutely demolish the wooden spooners and set a good, I don't know, finish the year off on a bit of a high to build into next year. Yeah. And I reckon that, on the other hand, Carlton are just wanting the year to end. So, you know, they're, they're, gonna, they're not going to be playing at their very best. No, there's the opportunity for Mitch McGovern to go out there and have a big one. And, and even at their very best, Carlton is not very good. No. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I like that pick, to be honest. Um, that's going to be a very interesting one. Okay, uh, mine is another forward from mm-hmm. Richmond. And you know that I don't like picking oh, Richmond players very often. 45% owned on Ultimate Footy. Dan Rioli. My third option. Dan Rioli. I like it. Um, so Dan Rioli, uh, he's traditionally not a high-averaging player, as we all know. He's a small forward. But he has gone 89 and 87 in the past two weeks. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons for that is he has been injected into the midfield for just that little bit more rotations than he has been getting coming back yep. from injury. But the a couple of things that I really like, the matchup, yeah. Bulldogs. Awesome. It's going to be in that forward line a fair bit, I would suggest. Yeah. He got that 89 this week without kicking a goal. That's very big. So he was tackling very hard. He had a team-high seven tackles, actually, for the game, which was terrific to see. Um, And, I mean, just those things, the matchup in particular, and also the fact that he doesn't need to score those goals to get the points, just making me feel a lot more confident. I like it. I had him on my list, ranked number Mm -hmm. three. The thing for me with Rioli is that, and this is more a Richmond thing, there's always one or two guys that score reasonably well from yep. a draft perspective. Oh, absolutely. But we, the question is, whose week it's going to we've, be? We've, gonna, we've gone through this all year as well with He's Richmond. He's had two good weeks. It mm-hmm. might be someone else's week this week. Yeah. That's the only risk, but I do like it as yeah. a pick. It's, it's so tough. Um, it's really tr- hard to try and pick it. But, yep, that's my first pick. I really like Dan I like it. I'm going a little bit uh, left to centre with my second pick. Ooh. A dual position player from Brisbane shit that is my second pick oh, forward and back must, 39% owned yeah alright must quickly must quickly research because I only have two picks Josh Walker you didn't think I'd go with him did I you? did not think you'd go with Josh Walker Josh Walker but have a look at his last month 82 versus Geelong mm-hmm. 92 versus North 76 versus the Pies and 86 versus Gold Coast jeez he's, he's been amazing he's been incredible he's got West Coast at home this week mm. so he's playing at the Gabba West Coast will be... I mean, West Coast will be pissed off after losing last week against Melbourne. So, uh, I can see you giggling to yourself. <laughs> no, sorry. This I've, you've just found apologies. someone. I've just, I've just found someone and it's going to piss you off to no end. So, Alrighty. I apologise. Um, anyway, Josh Walker. So, West Coast are going to be pissed after last week. So, I reckon yeah. they're going to win the midfield battle pretty comfortably. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a lot of ball going into their forward line. But yeah. with no Kennedy, Darling potentially missing because of that big hit and concussion he got on the weekend mm-hmm. um, I reckon there's going to be a lot of opportunity for Walker to take intercept marks which so is what he's been doing the last month yeah I absolutely love that pick so um, yeah no that is a great pick and the other thing is which is big going into this last round dual position player yeah, so if you're perfect. needing if you bring him in early and uh, even if you cop an injury or a really poor score and you want to you know rotate you him play him off the bench that's fantastic. Also, random piece of information, and I know I'm probably, you know, just the stupidest person Sorry, no, on I'll just say, and he plays Sunday too, which just adds to that flexibility in ultimate great. footy. It's great. You know, I honestly thought that Josh Walker was like 29 or something like that. No, he's, not. he's 25. No, he I just had did really not... <laughs> early 
baldness happening. <laughs> I just I assumed that he was like nearing his thirties, but the dude's no. twenty five. He was losing his hair at like twenty. It's insane. Alright, so this is gonna piss you off to no end. Um and uh I'm probably going to be just on breaking a rule here, but I'm going to allow it as <laughs> as leader of this podcast. Oh yeah, what are you doing? Fifty percent owned. Okay. And I'm happy with that. I've because, got 50% before. Because so they, are, they are dead on 50% owned. Yep. James Warple. Oh, you can't back it up. <laughs> I'm backing it you up, can't man. Back it up. I'm backing it up because we've already said the rule. We've taken away the choosing twice pick, and he's available in half of those leagues out there. He's coming up against the uh, Giants. I'll tell you who he's versus. No, no, no. That's, no that's Sydney. Um, um, it is, no, it's Sydney. He's, it's, playing, he's Sydney. playing Sydney. That's the one. Tough contested game either way. And that's what I like about it this week. So it's a tough inside game. He's just done so well over the past few weeks. And if you're needing a midfielder, if you're desperate for a midfielder, how he's still on this many waiver lists, I don't know. Like if you get a if you get points from him, <laughs> I'm gonna be pissed. Hey mate, it's well. I'm I, st- I want to put a cap on the amount of points you can get from nope, him. I'm sticking within the rules. I am sticking I within bullshit. the rules. I I, I knew call you. Were gonna, I knew you were gonna get annoyed at that, and I love not every cool. minute of it. Not cool, man. <laughs> oh man. Alrighty. Well, That's those are our picks. So night. you've got Daniel Rioli. Yep. And, and Warple. James Warple, the Warpedo himself. I've got McGovern and Walker. Uh-huh. And just because I'm feeling generous and want to help our listeners and I don't have to keep any names back for next week yep. anymore, Some of your I've other got picks. another two options. Yep. Uh, these are, are much more risky options, but if the <laughs> other ones are already gone in your leagues, you could look at potentially Jack Bowes, mm-hmm. Gold Coast back, 34% Very solid. owned. Last fortnight, he had 116 versus Richmond mm-hmm. and 82 versus Brisbane. He plays Geelong in round 23. He did only get 53 on them earlier in the year, but there could be a lot of opportunities it's, it's just been, to get the ball. It's just been a turnaround. So he's been playing that pure midfield almost role, almost a run-with yeah. role, yeah. and that's where that scoring has come from recently. So yeah. it's so, a role change for him. Yeah. And the other one then is Jake Melksham. Melbourne forward, 49% owned. First game in three weeks, he had 103 versus West Coast. A lot of he did get a few goals that were sort of him sneaking out mm. the back into space. He got he's got Gold Coast this week, but the Giants have got a lot of injuries. Yeah. So and he does have the potential. He's got GWS this week. Sorry, you said Gold Coast. Oh, sorry. <laughs> just yeah. I'm just GWS. picking you up on mistakes. <laughs> GWS playing the Giants. They've got a lot of injuries. Um, there is the risk that Melbourne might be a bit flat after the Eagles win yep. and getting into finals. So he'd be the last option that I go with, but he does have the potential to score. So ah. just there's just another couple of extra options for you there. Nice. Um, yeah, I think those are all great options. I really like our key choices there. So hopefully that helps you out for your yep. draft leagues in going into grand final week. Good that, luck, everyone. Absolutely. That's us done for the podcast for this week. Yeah, just very quickly... Thank you, everyone, for listening this year. Absolutely. We are going to come back next week and do a bit of a wrap-up podcast, so mm-hmm. please come back and listen to that one. Absolutely. Um, hopefully, we'll put some interesting, fun elements in there. It won't well, I just think, be a I think the worst part of that is we're going to be looking back on some of our early preseason calls that we made and oh, giving them so pass bad. fails, and I don't know how many passes are going to be handed Not out many. next week. Not many. So please come back and listen next week for our wrap-up podcast. Um, if you don't, though, thank you very much for listening this year. Uh, we've really enjoyed it. Um, it it's and- been a fantastic year of fantasy footy. Thanks so much for joining us on the ride. Um, and again, if you do have any more questions ahead of Grand Final Week, make sure to send them to Extended Bench AU on Twitter. Uh, 
And uh, until then, good luck. Good luck in your grandy. Yeah, good luck for the grand final. Good luck, or even if it's just pushing your way up the rankings in salary cap leagues. Um, hopefully, uh, you'll do well. And we'll catch you next week for the Wrap Up Podcast. 